Sports. Hello again, you're listening to the News at One and we continue this lunchtime with that news that three men who abducted and tortured Quinn Industrial Holdings Director Kevin Lunny two years ago have been sentenced to 30, 25 and 15 years in jail by the Central Criminal Court. Mr Lunny was attacked and kidnapped as he arrived at his home in County Fermanagh on the 17th of September 2019. In court today, Mr Justice Tony Hunt said the kidnapping was carefully and meticulously planned and entailed sickness and extreme violence. The three men, he said, inflicted premeditated and casual brutality and had no claim to mercy. Let's talk now to our crime correspondent, Paul Reynolds, who was in court. Paul, these are some of the steepest sentences available to the judge. What did he say about why he was imposing them? Yeah, Brian, the uh, severity of the sentences reflect the Special Criminal Court's attitude to the crime, which it described as repulsive, uh, and the fact that it not only wanted to punish the men for what they had done, but also to send out a message of deterrent to others who might consider getting involved in any similar such crime. We know Kevin Lunny was attacked and kidnapped by the three men when he arrived home from work in County Fermanagh on the 17th of September 2019. He was taken across the border uh, to a horse box in Cavan where he was tortured. The initials QIH were carved into his chest his leg was broken, he was doused in bleach before he was dumped in his boxer shorts and left for dead on the side of a road in County Cavan. Now the court found today that he could have died that night. He could have uh, suffered from hypothermia or he could have been hit by traffic. Mr Justice Tony Hunt said the scarring of Mr Lunny was intended to permanently injure him in an exceptional and specific way. Uh, He said as you uh, referred there in your intro that the kidnapping was carefully and meticulously planned, sickening and extreme violence involved. Also uh, the uh, crime involved prior surveillance. The gang had done a dry run the day before, but also prior surveillance of Mr. Lunny's daughter, which he said was particularly sinister. Now, YZ was the ringleader. He was the man responsible for inflicting most of Mr. Lunny's serious injuries, including using a Stanley knife on him. Now, Mr. Justice Tony Hunt said that the 40-year-old could be relied upon by the organisers of this crime to do what was necessary and therefore sentenced him to 30 years in prison. Alan O'Brien Brian, the second man, he was found to have been closely associated with YZ, who was the ringleader, and he had been involved in that dry run the day before with YZ. Uh, He also inflicted serious injuries on Mr Lunny, and he was sentenced to 25 years in prison. The third man, Darren Redmond, the youngest of the three, uh, the court found him to be less culpable uh, and said that he may have been under the malign influence of the other two, and as a result, he was sentenced to 18 years in prison, with the final three suspended, effectively a jail sentence of 15 years. And in relation to, to YZ, the, the man who hasn't been named, Paul, why is that the case? Why has he yeah. been identified? YZ was granted anonymity during the trial because he was before another court on another serious charge and there was a concern of, of prejudice uh, because this crime uh, is so, as the court put it, repulsive. Uh, the order, however, was due to expire today, but his lawyers applied to the High Court last Friday uh, for an application to extend the order to protect his rights to a fair trial. He's still before for the criminal courts for other unrelated criminal matters and he claims that if he was named today in media reports uh, which will uh, receive widespread coverage uh, it could prejudice his rights to a fair trial before a judge and jury in other cases. Um, now the DPP uh, opposed this application. Sean Gearan said that the order had been granted at a time when the man was facing trial before the Central Criminal Court but that prosecution had been discontinued. But Mr Justice Meenan accepted that 
that the trial of those convicted of the offences against Mr Lunny uh, had and would receive widespread media coverage. He accepted that this was not a case where normal reporting restrictions would apply, but he was prepared to grant him uh, permission to bring a full action. So therefore, he gave, gave him a temporary extension on the anonymity order until January the 18th. So the case will be revisited next month. This was, of course, a truly horrifying experience for Kevin Lunny and the judge in court today um, had complimentary comments for, for Mr Lunny and his family. Yeah, that was reflected uh, because um, we heard uh, from Mr Lunny in his victim impact statement that while the physical scars and mental trauma will remain with him, uh, he also thinks of the effect that this had on his wife, his children and his family. And he said he doesn't know why the three men did what they did to him. He doesn't know them and they don't know him. And he also said that he was saddened at a human level in his victim impact statement that they had ruined their lives. Now, the court today expressed its admiration for Kevin Lunny, for the way he handled his ordeal, for the way he gave his evidence throughout the trial because the men had pleaded not guilty, and the way he delivered and, and the contents of his victim impact statement. Mr Justice Tony Hunt said that Kevin Lunny displayed humanity, charity, decency and remarkable courage and resilience, uh, but he said he will carry the physical and emotional baggage with him uh, of this ordeal to the end of his days, uh, but he also complimented the, the Garda investigation uh, the work of the PSNI and he also thanked the witnesses in this case who came forward and gave evidence, not just witnesses from Ireland but also from Northern Ireland and the UK. Stay with us Paul because we'd like to hear from Father Ollie O'Reilly who's the parish priest of Ballyconnell. Shortly after Kevin Lunny's abduction and torture he gave a powerful homily in which he described a cancer of evil in the community and called on people to cooperate with the Gardaí and the PSNI investigations. Father O'Reilly has been talking to our North East correspondent Sinead Hussey about that homily. A line was crossed, the Rubicon was crossed, and I felt, look, at this is far too dangerous. I'm a totally hypocrite if I don't take a stand on this. And uh, it, was, it was because I did really believe that someone was, was about to be killed. And I said, this is, this is not a game. It's too serious for playing games. So that was the, sort of the background. A lot of people working here. There's four or five thousand people working between here and Derry Lynn and all the various factories. To keep this place alive, you need all these jobs. And uh, that's, that's what I was... I was concerned about lives and livelihoods. As a result of the Kevin Lunny incidents and so on, the, the cooperation between um, uh, the PSNI and the Garda has been fantastic. As from my point of view, this is good news for this community, which are, or these communities, which are peace-loving communities. As I say, the directors of Manock are, the five directors are people of great integrity. They have 99% support in these general areas. There's a bottom line in terms of morality, and when, I, when wrongdoing and when violence comes into play, I think I have to take a stand, and I'm pleased that I did take a stand, and will continue to do that. Father Ollie O'Reilly, well, Paul Reynolds is still with us. Three men sentenced today, Paul. Where does the investigation go from here? 
Well, the investigation of the Gardaí say is still very much live. I mean, these men were hired by Cyril McGuinness, the man known as Dublin Jimmy. He was a violent, dangerous gangster. He was involved in all sorts of organised crime, cross-border ATM robberies, international money laundering, kidnapping, torture. I mean, uh, he went on the run to the UK uh, after uh, the kidnapping and abduction of Kevin Lunny, and as the investigation intensified and as the net closed in on him, he died during a police raid there on his safe house in November 2019. But the question remains... Who hired Cyril McGuinness, uh, who in turn hired these men to carry out this kidnapping and the torturing of Kevin Lunny? The Gardaí say there are multiple lines of inquiry ongoing, including financial investigations. They say more files on suspects will be sent to the Director of Public Prosecutions. They say their inquiry is being supported by a cross-border joint investigation team, which is being supervised by Eurojust. The Garda Commissioner has previously commented, saying that while the conviction of the three men, he described it as a good start, he insisted they still have work to do to to uncover what he describes as the wider conspiracy. He said there was a long campaign of intimidation and damage to property which culminated in the attack on Kevin Lunny and he said the Gardaí still have a lot to investigate and to get to the bottom of and he said that when people engage in long-term acts of criminal deception they leave a trail which requires persistence and diligence on the party of the Gardaí to uncover but he said they are intent on uncovering that trail. Paul Reynolds, crime correspondent of the Special Criminal Court, thank you for that.